Welcome to the Talking Drum podcast series. I'm Dr. Joyce King, educator, activist, researcher, and president of the Academy for Diaspora Literacy. As founder of the Academy, I'm delighted to bring you the Guardians of Heritage podcast series. The Guardians of Heritage International Youth United Civic Leadership Collaborative is one of the Academy's programs. And our sponsor, ABIN, a Black Education Network, received a grant from the Hewlett Foundation in California to support our collaborative. Georgia State University, where I teach, is the fiscal agent. The views expressed in the podcast represent the speakers, not any of these organizations. In each Talking Drum episode, you'll hear conversations between youth and elders from around the world discussing problems they've researched in their communities and perspectives on solutions that could change the course of history. In today's conversation, you'll hear Isaac Tunstall interviewing Africatown, Alabama resident, Mr. Walter Moore, on his life growing up in this community. My name is Isaac Tonto. I'm calling from the Garden of Heritage Program, which is a program that teaches African-American youth about their heritage from the beginning of time until the present. It also teaches us how to preserve the heritage and apply what we have learned to make positive changes in our neighborhoods. You have a few minutes. You have, sir? Yeah. Will you have a few minutes to talk with me about what life was like for you growing up in Africa town? Uh, yeah, I got a few minutes. All right, thank you. Sir? We had, we, had, we had a pretty good childhood, but we didn't have the technology that you guys have today. You know, because it go back, well, we had bicycles, um, marbles, uh, slang shots, things like that, if you know what that is. Yes, sir. And uh, pop guns, shoot china berries, so it was a pretty good childhood. Yes, sir. Um, I'm gonna ask my first question. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. How has your community been affected by forces outside of the community's control? Uh, pretty much just a lot of death and uh, disasters for the homes and the, and the lives of people. What do you think are some of the outside forces that affected your community? Uh, just government. Mm-hmm. Because of, I think the government, if they don't have their way, they, they don't, they don't give you everything that you, uh, that you, that you're right. Yeah, like the other day, I asked for a city sweeper. To no avail. Simple things like that. Yes, sir. Have the businesses that are in the community been good neighbors? No, they haven't. Not not to the locals. I heard they were donating money to some nonprofit, but the money didn't come. Uh, it took the uh, what I say close proximity. It it uh it benefited other people. Yes, sir. Other homes, like they just throwing our home with this with the dust, and like okay, I gotta I'm gonna pay for a sensor unit. And I had to put in uh, new windows. Yeah, it's, it's, 
No, they're not a good neighbor. What have they done to demonstrate they are good neighbors or not? Uh, not listen. Not listen to the community. And one thing they did, they, uh, they asked all that easement with a dump truck coming in, up and down to try to control that dust. You ready for my next question? Yes, sir. How was your community before these issues began to become a problem? Uh, I think it was a beautiful community. Because back in the day, we had our own grocery store, our own post office. It was a thriving community. And we didn't have all this behind us. But uh, international was on the other side, though. So it really affected everybody. Mm -hmm. So so now we know exactly what the what it did to the environment. Uh, about when or what year did you notice a change in the well-being of the community environment? No, probably about 22, 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. Probably 1999, 1997, something like that. What type of businesses was on the street and in the community? Uh, today? Or, uh, back in the day? Back in the day. What type of business? Uh, well, we had, we had we had our own post office, uh, lawnmowers, L&L, they worked on lawnmowers, and uh, had a service station, had our own post office, we had a grocery store. We just had, the community had just about everything you needed. Mm -hmm. It was a thriving community. How many families lived on your street and were there many children in each family to play with? Mm-hmm. just about here and back was home. And you know, you can, you just, as a kid, you can walk by and, boy, you already come on this way, I start smelling you cooking something. And it was, just say your family say everybody. You know, like you, you going down the street. Well, your mama know you're on the street. Everybody raised you. You know, it took the whole community to raise you. So y'all was connected. Yeah, yeah, the whole community was. And they find you doing something wrong. You better believe it. <laughs> Do you feel protected by the adults and safe playing in the community when you are you when you were young? Mm, I I thought I was at first. Until I figured out what was going on, and everybody was, listen, everybody was in trouble. Well, I was raised in the community that families eat.
Environmental racism and displacement. I, I don't think the government really have a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm working close with uh, mobile environmental racism. I'm not with mobile environmental racism. Mobile uh, action coalition, MIJAC, and uh, they keep me informed of what's going on. And uh, I, I really don't think they care. If the local government is isn't responding, what would you like to see government do? I'd like to see the government come through and shut these uh businesses down and move them to an area where they where they can thrive and so our community can, can thrive again. That's what I really like the government to do. And push them back so they can't come back anymore. Yes, keep 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 it like a safe zone all around Africa town. Have the elected representatives for your community been extremely helpful? Uh, no. No. No, because Carol, the city councilman, he, he was back in the day, then he come back, and the man said, and they, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. You ready for my next question, sir? Yes, I'm ready. In what ways is your community currently fighting back against these issues? Uh, trying to trying to go out and talk to city council, and uh, like at night, trying to make the police enforce the noise ordinance, yes. and just trying to do the thing that we really really can do, especially work with uh Mijak, and uh, try to help put a safety zone around Africa Town. Yes, sir. What would you like to see happen to the community to make it better? To make it better, to get rid of these uh these business around, and uh, maybe the mayor can put some of that money out here and build some homes, and put a park on this side, and then uh, in the park make it really a uh, a park, put a pool, need computers inside. We need a inside machine, just a lot of things. That it, it can come back. If they put money on this side. Yes, sir. All right. Do you have any questions for me, sir? Oh no, I'm I'm just glad to hear your voice, and uh, I'm glad you're interested in uh in your community and environmental. Yes, sir. Maybe one day you'll you'll be an environmental attorney, and uh, and we'll look forward to you uh, getting this community together. Yes, sir. It has been very nice talking to you. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Joyce King, and I invite you to tune in for the next episode of the Guardians of Heritage Talking Drum Podcast, where we'll hear another inspiring conversation as we continue our journey of learning from the Nile to the Niger to the neighborhood.